0: Hi guys! Welcome back to another exciting episode of Destiny Geek Hood. This is Amanda.
1: And this is Taylor.
0: We're so glad to have you guys again, and happy belated New Year. I am so, so sorry that we've been a little late. I unfortunately contracted convention plague, and Taylor just recently had a birthday, so it's been a little crazy. We've had a bit of a hard time getting back into the swing of things, so we're very, very sorry for that.
1: Trust me, be happy that we postponed it, otherwise it would sound like I'm podcasting with Dell when she does interviews.
0: I mean, it did get pretty intense there for a minute. I was sounding a bit like Crowley
1: so anyways, today we're going to discuss um the big the big movies that are that we've been, that we've had thrown at us recently um and we're not talking like Throne of Atlantis, which actually comes out next week, and so we'll discuss that, but we're talking about the the cinematic movies that we've received trailers for or not received trailers for in the case of one movie we will discuss it.
0: Later on. Right. I mean it's definitely been like trailer and announcement fever. So I'm very, very excited to get started because we actually had a really interesting conversation earlier about how cinematic universes and comic universes aren't exactly meshing well with the current trend. But that's like a whole nother conversation. So today we're basically just talking what we're excited about, what we're not excited about, what we're apathetic about, and what we're seriously like please God know about.
1: This should definitely be an interesting show, um, because we've got a couple of things from both DC and Marvel that we're looking into.
0: Speaking of, should we go ahead and kick things off with Age of Ultron? Yes, we should. Um, I'm
1: not excited.
0: You know, I'm not excited either, so a little bit of background for those of you uninitiated. Age of Ultron's going to be our next Avengers movie. Of course, it is in the Wheatonverse, so many people are excited about that. But it's recently received a lot of criticism for being a bit melodramatic, not very funny, um, very, very dark, which is pretty much completely uncharacteristic from the last movie that we got, which was actually filled with humor pretty much up until the end. So those, the trailers that we've gotten have been very, very dark and brooding and intense. Um, I know, actually, Taylor has a fear of puppets and of dolls I didn't until I heard that slowed down version of No Strings on Me now I'm afraid I'm scared now
1: yeah no. Um, as Amanda says you know and, and bef- let me preface before I do this Amanda has watched The Avengers more times than is healthy I don't know about that I have, I have the text and Facebook messages to prove it uh, darn you Netflix history Um, but not only that, you know, Amanda and I are very much, we'll watch movies and then turn back around and go read the comic books and like, wait a second, that didn't happen.
0: Exactly, and it's especially been very, very difficult on me who loved the comics and is very, very hipster about it. I'm very, very used to, especially the Avengers being almost borderline campy. I mean... These characters were so outrageous, especially during the Gold and Silver Age. The idea of them being these super melodramatic, brooding, just overly complicated puffballs of sad is just weird. And Age of Ultron has kind of summed that up.
1: Which, you know, we have to remember that Age of Ultron is one of the very dark adventure storylines, you know, Past Avengers storylines. You know, we're not talking about uh, Avengers vs. X-Men or Fear Itself. But Age of Ultron was very much a... It was a darker story on its own. We didn't... And here's my big issue that I'm having with this. Is there's way too much going on in this movie, it looks like. Because you have Ultron. You have um, the Hulkbuster. And you've got Scarlet Witch and... um, Quicksilver joining which obviously the rumor is is that they are being used to introduce the Inhumans which is another part of the Marvel verse because they don't own the rights to uh, the word Mutant anymore because Fox owns X-Men.
0: Oh, nothing like a legal battle to ruin a movie. So my big thing is like, oh my god, there's way too much going on in here. Yeah, I'm not even at the point of there's way too much going on in here. My biggest thing is is that it just seems like it's going to be too much. So as far as Age of Ultron goes, I'll definitely see it. I'll probably be in costume when I see it. But I'm not exactly excited for it like I was for the first Avengers movie, or even to a certain extent as excited as I was for Winter Soldier, which wasn't a great deal of excitement except for seeing Sebastian Stan. And
1: as for me, I definitely will go see it, but I don't know. I'm not not too excited for it. And, you know, I we'll just see. But there's something that Amanda and I discussed earlier, which actually kind of segues into the next movie we're going to talk about, especially with the Wheaton Verses. If you haven't read the comics, it's a gay old time, but if you have, I've noticed that it's like, wait, what in the hell is going on?
0: Yeah, that actually is a great topic, and we brought it up especially with Age of Ultron, but tying into the next movie, um, which we'll be discussing in a moment, is Suicide Squad. But especially for Age of Ultron, everyone that, like, sat and pointed at their screen like oh no Hulkbuster what does that mean it's like if you read the comics everyone has at least five plans to kill the Hulk just saying I mean no one should be surprised at this point I mean I know I'm at the point that I'm just excited to see it acted out but none of this is new or exciting or even in a lot of ways interesting
1: exactly and I know with me You know, I'm already splitting hairs because, I'm sorry, Tony Stark did not create Ultron. and That's the biggest issue I have with this comic. I mean, this movie, I apologize. And I think Avengers Earth's Mightiest Hero, the animated show, did a great version of Age of Ultron.
0: Yeah, that one actually was good. But that sounds like another episode, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so moving on to Suicide Squad in DC.
0: Ooh, can we just say what an emotional roller coaster those casting announcements put us on? And they're
1: not even done yet. Apparently, we just had Tom Hardy drop out.
0: Well, I guess Gotham's reckoning will have to come in another form.
1: I don't know. I'm I'm definitely going to see it. Um, I'm very iffy with the choice as far as who they they got to play who cuz I've heard great things about the girl that they picked for Harley. Um, I
0: think Jared Leto as the Joker is an absolutely terrible idea. I'm iffy on that one. It's, here's how the age of, i um, sorry, here's how Suicide Squad cast ran for me. Viola Davis as Amanda Waller, you had me sold, but it was going to be Oprah Winfrey, which sounded like a ghastly decision. They lost me at Will Smith as Deadshot. I think that's honestly where they lost me. Jared Leto to me in that cast is like the least of my concerns. I'm more worried that they're going to have the Joker as a part of the Suicide Squad than I am Jared Leto playing the Joker. I'm more concerned that they're going to try to make the Joker play along with anyone.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm, real, I'm really hoping what we get is we get Joker as far as like Arkham, Assault on Arkham, where he's he ends up being the main antagonist, but later on... Because, I mean, there's no there's no chance in hell he, he could be a functioning member of the actual Suicide Squad.
0: No, and that's the beauty of the Suicide Squad, is it's almost never functioning. But adding the Joker would just make it... I mean, that would just be too much chaotic evil. He wouldn't listen to anyone's orders. And from what I know, Amanda Waller doesn't really keep a file on him. Mostly because of the small amount of time he often spends in prison. Yeah,
1: I mean, Joker was always Batman's problem. Amanda Waller had no time for that.
0: Yeah, so... While I'm happy to at least see a Suicide Squad movie, I'm not very excited for this cast. This one actually might not get my money. This might be one that I get on DVD later just to at least give it a shot. But I'm really, really, I have a lot of reservations about Suicide Squad. Uh,
1: Same with me. I mean, I love Jai Courtney, but I don't care for him as Captain Boomerang. Now, if it was an entire movie of, of Viola Davis being Amanda Waller, I'd go see that one.
0: Right. And actually, the newest announcement that um, Jake Gyllenhaal may be replacing Tom Hardy, that has me slightly more optimistic. But I still just have a lot of reservations about this movie. I, I gotta say, that one, if I'm allowed the pun, is very, very up in the air. <laughs>
1: So, keeping with DC, we'll segue into uh, Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice. And I can I just go ahead and say it? Why the hell do we not have a trailer yet?
0: I don't even care for a trailer. I just want to know why Ben Affleck looks so bad. And what is he so damn upset about? I don't even care about that. My big thing is, like,
1: we have announcement after announcement after announcement. And we, I mean, we've been chasing Batman vs. Superman for, what, has it been
0: two years yet? I feel like it's nearly been, yes.
1: And all we've gotten is, okay, we have Wonder Woman, and don't even get me started on how upset I am about how Wonder Woman's being portrayed in this movie.
0: Yeah, that one's kind of iffy.
1: Um, And we've gotten... Also, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I, I'm not okay with the fact that we're getting... We're introducing so many stupid superheroes in this th- movie.
0: Uh, I think, honestly, out of all the issues that we're going to have with this... I think introducing the campy heroes is gonna be the least of our problems. I definitely I don't even think I'm gonna see this one at all I I might wait till this is on the discount bin I'm not I'm not excited for this mostly because this has been done before again it's it's definitely it's it's a line in the sand for comic people versus cinematic universe people because this concept has been done before a gajillion times. Each one, depending on who's writing it, is incredibly different. Some are good, some are bad fanfictions. It just really depends, and this happens to be one that I'm just not excited for.
1: I don't know. I'm If I'm going to be honest, I am not excited for any of the recent DC announced
0: movies. No, I don't really think I am either. But I gotta say, I mean, this has kind of been the season of meth for us.
1: It has, and it's not even just the movies. I mean, let's be honest. The TV shows and the animated series haven't been that great
0: either. No, this is true. It's it's really been an interesting season of meh. So while we're talking about an interesting season of meh, want to go ahead and talk Gambit?
1: Why don't you start that? Because you know, you know I've got some stuff to say.
0: So we did finally get an announcement that they are making a standalone Gambit movie, which already perked up a lot of ears for fangirls, mostly because he's probably one of the poster boys of, you know, being a bad boy and being incredibly, you know, interesting and attractive to females, myself included. I happen to love the Rage and Cajun. However, the concept of a Gambit standalone movie is a little, if I'm allowed to get another pun, a little muddy. And not as muddy as the swamps in Louisiana. Here's why. Gambit is almost never really seen alone, albeit aside from his few side comics where he's off to kill blank for blank reason. The reason's usually money or a woman. He's never really been a character that stood well on his own. He's always been a great foil. So I think that's one of the big reasons why, me personally, I'm not excited about this movie. However, I do think Channing Tatum is a pretty okay choice in comparison to whatever extra they pulled off to play Gambit in X-Men Origins Wolverine.
1: Now, I have to agree. I mean, I love Gambit. My my version of Gambit is always going to be the one that was in the 90s X-Men cartoon. <laughs>
0: that was the best.
1: Oh, exactly. I mean, and one of my great things that I liked about Gambit that they messed up in X-Men Wolverine is you can't understand a word out of his mouth.
0: Right. I mean, honestly, most of Gambit's dialogue with anyone outside of Rogue is speak English. You should not be able to understand I mean, him. He should be pretty damn un- unintelligible.
1: Exactly. I mean, besides his Mon Cher and Remi Labo, you never understand a word out of his mouth. So, my big thing is, like, we're going to have an entire movie of either A, him without a, with a, without a Cajun accent, or B, it's going to be an entire uh, movie of listening to Cousin It from...
0: The I, I think if anyone can do it, I think it will be Channing Tatum. I think he can kind of m- improve upon this role. I am more excited for that one than I think I am just about anything else. I'll go ahead and say that. Since this has been the season of meh, I am slightly more excited for the prospect of a Gambit movie than I am for really anything else out there right now.
1: No, and I and I fully agree. I mean, I don't know. One of my big issues, though, and it's you know we've discussed a couple of times today about cinematic versus actual comic verse, which we'll definitely do another sh- a show about. Um, is I've been reading up on uh, mostly Tumblr of you know what people want out of this Gambit movie, and I feel like like most of the complaints I feel are people who have never actually read a comic book because I know that a lot of people. Um, Say they don't want to see uh, a womanizing, misogynistic Gambit, and they don't want to see backwoods Cajun stereotypes. And it's like, okay, first off, have you ever read a single one of his comic books? That's, like, all he is. That's Exactly. What is Gamb- Gambit's, yes, has mutant powers is to be able to transfer energy to just about anything he touches, and it causes it to explode, but his biggest power is the fact that he's a ladies' man.
0: Right, and it often gets him into trouble, which is what makes him such a fantastic kind of vigilante anti-hero it often gets him into a lot of trouble and it forces him to play along with other people. Hence why he's so often working with the X-Men and not against them. Exactly.
1: And as far as like Cajun stereotypes, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to be harsh. I'm going to be mean, but he is the lowest form of, you know, low class citizens as far as the Bayou goes. And so it's like, what what do you people expect from him? He, I mean, he's literally the Prince of Thieves. He's, Spent his entire life hiding in the bayou and stealing from other people. Like I don't I don't I don't know. I, I, I don't see what people want versus what they're gonna get, and I feel like a lot of people are gonna be disappointed.
0: Yeah, I definitely think that we're so used to a very, very cartoony version. He's he's a difficult character to humanize. I think that's the thing. So like Tony Stark, you can humanize him, especially if you read like the eighties comics where he's like strung out and stuff. You can humanize Tony Stark. You can humanize, you know, Steve Rogers. You can humanize, you know, Bruce Banner. Gambit, he's kind of a walking caricature. It's a little hard to humanize that and add additional depth. And the few writers that succeeded and did it very, very well are not a part of this endeavor. So I don't have very, very high hopes for it plot-wise. But I do have high hopes for his character being redeemed as far as a far better actor... And far better graphics to support a very, very esoteric and interesting power set.
1: Yeah, and I have to agree. I mean, him by himself is my biggest worry, if i to be honest, because I'm sorry, the gambit that I know is you is always attached to somebody. If it's not just rogue the entire time.
0: Yeah, he's he plays very, very well with others. I've there's very, very few instances of him being on his own out again outside of his few standalones. So. That part does have me slightly irked, but I gotta say, it's the movie that I'm probably most excited about, which is actually saying a lot.
1: Yep, and we should definitely make a game out of it and play, uh, who can spot Anna Paquin, because, I mean, let's be honest, Rogue will show up in that movie at least once or twice.
0: She has to. It's, like, it's mandatory. It is, so...
1: I think that, about, I mean, the only thing left, really, is Ant-Man, and I don't have anything to say on that one.
0: Yeah, I don't really have an opinion on that one. I... Well, okay. If we are being honest, again, it's taking a character that was so freaking campy and so out there and making it like super serious. I mean, and don't get me wrong, there are definitely parts where Ant Man was incredibly dark, especially when they had him as like one of the founding members of the Avengers in some storylines. But I'm so used to him being campy and cartoony and you know, it being a joke. So to have an entire, like, two-hour movie of him being super serious, I I don't even know if I can stomach that.
1: Well, let's, let's also mention that, I mean, the movie looks extremely serious, but you've got an actor who does not do serious movies.
0: Yeah, so it's... I That one is a... That's an opinion's pending. I mean, I, I haven't really had time to digest that one yet. So... I'll We'll probably do, like, a full write-up as more, you know, trailers and stuff are released. Hopefully we'll eventually get that Batman versus Superman trailer, because I, just by release photo alone, I'm, I mean, it looked like everything was taken on a bad Instagram filter, so I'm really like, come on guys, this is, this is serious here.
1: Definitely, but, you know, we'll keep an eye out for everything, you know, Amanda is goddess of finding things on the internet. Yeah, it's kind of what otakus do. So, you know, when as soon as we hear more, you guys will definitely hear more from our point of view, um, so definitely stay tuned.
0: Totally, and I'm sure we'll have a lot more to say. I mean, don't get me wrong, most of these movies are going to get our money somehow. It's just, how much do they get?
1: Well, I mean, I think we discussed just about everything. We don't, ha- we don't have any basis to go off of all the new DC movie release, plus... Nobody wants to hear my rant about that, so I think we'll call it a night on this one.
0: I think so, guys. I mean, we'd love to hear from you. I mean, that is one thing that we did kind of struggle with is that we're both two really, really old hipster fans. So if you guys have anything to add to the conversation, please, we welcome it. We love the discussion. Even if you don't agree, which I'm sure most people will because our opinions are pretty unpopular, please join the conversation. We'd love to hear from you guys because... There is no point in doing this without the conversation.
1: Exactly. So uh, this is Taylor.
0: And Amanda signing off for the night. Thanks, guys.